Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you so much for joining us. You are locked into episode 206, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. The original gangsters of social distancing. We've been at this for a while. My name's Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin, what's up? Hey, uh, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, as opposed to Unbecoming of Age, the app coming in 2022. When the pandemic is over and everyone has the vaccine, that's when we're launching our our podcast app. No, just our app. It's an app. We don't even know what it is yet. You think it's just it's life lessons, I think, more than anything. Yeah. What not? That sounds good. It, it, I think that works. Are you more of a cautionary tale or am I? <laughs> I'm going to me. I've checked. I don't have a tale that, that I know of. <laughs> I've got a tiny little nub. A little it, tiny, teeny, teeny. So you're predicting 20, uh, 2022 for this for this thing? Yes, of course. I've never finished anything in my life, so it's never coming. I know. Yes. I saw that... Uh, Fauci uh, moved the goalposts again, and yesterday he said something uh, to the effect that uh, I, I know he'd been saying to get to, to uh, herd immunity, we, we were supposed to be at, at one point, I thought he said like 50 or 60 percent or something like that. It was a, a lower number than uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. Uh, he came out and said, nope, got to be 90. Now it's got to be 90. And I was like, dude, you got to quit changing your story. This is why... This is the problem. We're going to lose trust if we if we haven't already in, in institutions like like uh, whatever these these things are. And uh, if they keep changing what they're telling us, <laughs> what are we? What, who are we going to believe? Uh, I don't know. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I I, I doubt that we'll ever reach ninety percent. I, I just don't think that's. Going I, I not really sure. I, I heard an interview yesterday on uh, on NPR, and it was Jonas Salk's son, Jonas Salk, who was uh, created the polio vaccine. Right, right, right. Which I believe the polio vaccine, um, you know, killed some people. I mean, it was contributed, but uh, polio killed a lot more people. Right. Um, I don't even really know what polio is. It kind of predates me. Do you? Yeah, there was a. It kind of predates me, but um, there was a, a kid down the street from us that was. Uh, he was probably uh, he's closer to one of my brother's age, like five years older than me, that had it, and uh, it would uh, attack, I guess, the central nervous system and cause permanent paralysis of either Oof. one or both legs. Sometimes, uh, sometimes both legs yeah. would be affected. Wow. Uh, some people. Right. Had difficulty breathing, I, and uh, they would put them in a device that they called back then an iron lung, this thing that would uh, breathe for them. Uh, are, are you the youngest child? Are you the baby? Yes, I am the youngest of. You uh, are of like what? Seventeen children. Eight. And and your father was. I mean, your father who passed away a long time ago when you were very young, right? Is yes, that right? When I was ten, yes. When you were ten, he he was born what uh, in like eighteen twenty, like Dust Bowl era, right? Like eighteen hundreds. 
Maybe. Uh, he was born in is that right? Uh, 1904, I believe. Now, okay, that was when my my mother's father was born. My right. my my maternal grandfather. So he was, but he was of an age where polio was a, a damn a, like you know when that vaccine came out, that's a big deal. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. My parents, everybody more that, commonplace yeah. that people would have polio. The reason I mentioned this this thing though is because of the the you know they reached out to um, you know Jonas Salk's son, who like I said is like in his 70s, seems healthy, whatever. When they first started talking about vaccines he was very hesitant about you know the possibility they would even have something that would work and it's not something he would trust because it took i think uh, at least five years maybe seven years to develop the polio vaccine now obviously things have changed technology has changed but it's just still it's it's a little disconcerting to be like what we have a vaccine in how long nine months you know they they did a remarkable job they really did with coming up with whatever whatever it is that they've done right. it, it and I'm, it sounds yeah. like it's got some pretty good effectiveness right. it's right. it's right. been your, and yeah. and in so I, I look at it this way is that okay here's this vaccine it's out there again i couldn't get it tomorrow even if i wanted it if i was chomping at the bit and quite frankly i don't want it tomorrow <laughs> okay i mean if i could get it tomorrow i don't want it tomorrow right uh not that i don't want to be a guinea pig i just think that I don't. I'm not. I'm not concerned that it would kill me or harm me. But I'd still want to be. Let's get better numbers outside of the trial, not in terms of the success of it, but any yeah. possible side of it. Who knows? And then the it, it was it, it was pushed through so quickly. I think it's it's uh, the the one of the good things here is that for whatever reason, and if it's Trump and his administration, if you even want to say, hey, it's a rubber stamp, the guy just wanted to get it through because we need to do this regardless of what he believes about the thing, I don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will change and allow, you still have regulations, but it, it will al- allow them to act faster. But not to fully rubber stamp it, but to get behind certain things, certain vaccines that it may be needed, right? When they need something quicker. When they yeah. need, who knows though? You know, like like instead of, and I'm not saying in the past red tape has gotten in the way because I think the Food and Drug Administration is important, even though like the FDA approved, you know, even though I'm eating meat again, they approved, uh, you know, Beyond Meat and and uh, the whatever burger the impossible burger sure yeah. right they were whole regulation you know i'm sure it's fine i've eaten it i don't necessarily think it's good for me or better than me for red meat <laughs> you know i don't know well when when in uh, uh, okay we've heard traditionally over and over and over again from from the powers that be that anything that's quote unquote highly processed is bad for you anything that's you know in a bag in a package you know in a box uh, that sort of thing that's uh you know that's that's the bad stuff that's the that's what you're not supposed to eat and then but then they come at you and say but we've got this this fake meat <laughs> and mm-hmm. of course it's it bleeds it, it, it's, it's not it's plant-based but it bleeds yeah, it's, what yeah, it's like meat it's highly it processed like, it, it's it's uh, shit i mean it really is it's got to be it, it will it keep you would it sustain a human would it keep us alive would it possibly Possibly, uh, you know, get somebody to a, a a better place physically. I don't know. There's uh, so I saw Rogan was uh, on his podcast was he got in this big uh, throwdown with the the uh, owner of Whole Foods, the guy that started. Oh, Whole did? Foods. The, the, is the Whole Foods guy? Is it, is he a Texas guy? An Austin guy? 
Uh, I don't know for sure where he's from. I think he is. I think they're te- Texas based. Yeah, they they argued with each other about uh, and okay. This, the strange thing. You, are you talking about the original founder? The original founder, that guy. Yeah, whatever his name is. Okay. Yeah. So he, of course, he's not the owner anymore. That it's uh, Bezos is John Mackey. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, so they were arguing about whether this Mackey made this uh, made this claim that um, the the only the only way to reduce heart disease or, or to reverse heart disease is through a plant-based diet that they proved that. Well, um, sort of. Uh, he And he um, real quickly uh, mentioned a, a guy named Dean Ornish, which uh, has a, a book out that he published a long time ago uh, about um, that concept, about this um, reversing heart disease uh, thing. And I've, I've got the book. I've actually uh, gone through it. Um, but okay. So a plant-based diet is, is part of that discussion, but it's not all, mm-hmm. all of what, um, went on with the, the groups that they're talking about, the blue zones groups and these people They they, they have completely, so you, you combine the plant-based diet with a lifestyle that is got a lot of other things going on. You there's, there's more exercise, there's more meditation. Yes, there's, right. there's a lot of stuff going on there that, that right. combines right. to make all of this work. Well, um, the, and the, so the guy from Whole Foods was, was saying, um, you know, that's the only way it works. And Rogan was trying to assert that the, re- the reason that um, study says what it is is because it hasn't been compared to another group, uh, a group of meat eaters that did the same thing. And Rogan was saying generally the meat eater diet, there's a lot of people that throw a lot of shit food with the meat, you know, so they're eating crap with right. the, you know, right, fat, right, fast right. food or just bad food choices right. in general right. with the meat. And then there's never been a study where you've combined a, 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 a healthy type of meat with those other things, the, the, the other blue zone things, where if we could have a healthy type of meat right, combined with right. meditation and more exercise and, you know, more fruits and vegetables that make sense instead of the crap, right. crap that goes along with well, a lot of European type diets. So, and, and Mac, Mackie, the reason I had asked if uh, the founder of Whole Foods was from Austin is because of Joe Rogan now having everything in Austin, like just out right. of LA and he, right, you know, right, 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 California. And anyway, Mackie, he's a he was a vegetarian for thirty years. Now identifies as a vegan. Yeah, yeah uh, right. And that's what it says here on Wikipedia. And I would I would think, at least anecdotally, especially in the past, especially for a guy who's in his late sixties, mm-hmm. that leading a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. You would imagine that many or most of the people that many of the people that were doing that were doing it and they had also made other healthy, quote unquote, healthy choices, right? It was a lot harder to do, right? So you had to make conscious choices in what you were eating. I mean, this guy Mackey was part of a vegetarian co op in the 70s as part of how he started Whole Foods. Yeah. So he right? was, so he was, as you come up, yeah. right? But as we come up with more, as you, you know, businesses, big brand food companies come up with more processed vegetarian and vegan junk food. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It, it's it's not as as simple or as you know black and white. I think, and I think Rogan probably has a good point there. Yeah. So it, you know they they were both right, and it was it was painful to I had to shut it off. I was like, I can't. were they on the were, was he on the show? He was on Rogan. Yeah. And they 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 got. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. How long? Like what? How far? Because I'm I've only recently been listening to his show. You know, I, I had listened to very few entire episodes until recently now it's on spotify and i kind of if i'm around the house doing errands i'll just 
put it on. And, you know, he he ends questions. He doesn't seem to know, with the exception of martial arts, mixed martial arts, comedy, he doesn't pretend to know or be an expert on anything. And there are plenty of times where something comes up. He has relationships with people that are experts on those things, and he's either had them on the show and or he's friends with them. Right. So, but he also he seems to always put it out there as more anecdotal than anything else. Yeah. yeah. But when stuff gets into his wheelhouse and he he is certain he knows about it, he doesn't fuck around. He doesn't back down. Yeah, he didn't. You know, he kept it up with this guy, and I was like, and and he he was surprisingly the interview. A friend of mine recommended the interview that he did with the former New York Times reporter who came out with those three pamphlets that um, he's been getting. I don't know the guy's name. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up now. the The COVID nineteen. He's not a COVID nineteen denier. But he definitely speaks to anti-maskers, or his his uh, studies speak to that. Oh, okay, that group. All right, I, I didn't see that guy. Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, yeah, I listened to it, and I didn't. I don't know that I felt any better listening to it. Than, yeah, right, um, right. Than before, and I, I, I think I felt more confused. Not that I believed a lot of what he says, but I was just like, okay, I don't really know what's good or bad here. Anyway, and, and it was just one of those things where. Rogan came back at him a couple of times, and this is the same guy that wrote a book a few years about um, the truth about cannabis. Like he was, and then people hated him for that because it, while he may not be anti, he's you know. Is it Shermer? THC. I for, I forgot the name of the book. Okay. Yeah. But know. the negative effects on brains and kids and. Uh, so yeah causing psychosis even if it's a small percentage yeah i think he, he had that guy once debated a uh, pro cannabis doctor from canada um uh, right michael hart i think is the canada the guy from canada mm -hmm. the reason i know that is because i follow the, the hart guy on on twitter and i've had i've actually had some interactions with him a little bit back and forth he's uh He's, it's some of these guys that that come on Rogan sometimes are not quite big enough that they, um, they're not so big that they that they can't um, interact or, or don't interact with people uh, on, on social Twitter. media. Oh yeah, on Twitter. So uh, yeah, right, right. Twitter in particular, and then yeah. this guy has had a lot of issues on Twitter, and I think it will, you know, will escalate for him after the Rogan interview, not because of anything Rogan said, right. But so uh, I this, yeah. morning, this morning first first thing I sat down and started uh, poking away at stuff for work stuff this morning and uh, I got a call so on the twenty third of December I went to my dermatologist for a regular uh, a regular check uh, and uh, I had a uh, skin cancer thing last year last July that was removed and so I get checks uh, every couple of months they're they're doing it for the first uh, couple of years until you're clear of that so uh, I've been going in fairly regularly so I went into the dermatologist I chose the uh, 8 a.m. Uh, appointment because I thought that's the safest place you know safest way to go into anywhere is you know when the air has been basically free of people in there for for the overnight type thing and uh, yeah, so there's they're saying if you can believe the the powers that be like you said you hear all these different stories but so I thought get in there early in the morning and and that would be the best thing to be so anyway uh, 
I got a call this morning uh, that uh, I have been exposed to somebody uh, through their office. They said I had a direct exposure with somebody who's tested positive for COVID. So uh, as far as direct exposure, there was the actual uh, doctor, the the dermatologist. There was a nurse in the room. And uh, the only other person I would have had any direct uh, contact with was a um, the person that I paid, uh, the my you know, the copay thing when I went out the door with and scheduled my next appointment. So uh, I just, uh, I didn't ask them a lot of questions because uh, quite frankly, I don't think there's a, a whole lot I can do about it at this, this point. But the, the thing that uh, was, uh, <laughs> could be alarming is the fact that uh, that was the 23rd. We did our Christmas thing. I was around pretty much everybody in my family. Uh, we, we did exactly the opposite of what Dr. Fauci has been telling everybody uh, to do, which is stay away from everybody uh, during Christmas. Uh, we didn't do mm-hmm. that. We, we just didn't do it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm done with it. Pretty much. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have uh, Christmas with the family and, uh, and roll the dice. Well, um, <laughs> ah, so now I find out I've got a, uh, I was exposed to uh, something and, and okay. So part of this being, so what this, day was that? That was the, whatever the 23rd was. It was like uh Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like Wednesday or something like that. So, um, in the room, uh, there was a, there, I masked there. They have masks on, uh, but for a minute, they, they, they make you take your mask off and cause they want to look in your mouth and look around. Everything is when they're looking for skin cancer, they, they, they really look you up and down really well. And, uh, so I did have my mask off for, for, uh, I would say, man, you know, like a minute, possibly 60 seconds where, right. where there's looking around. But so, uh, do I feel anything? No. Um, I, 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 Wait, did you get tested or you... no? They said I, I asked them what the protocol was, and she said that the uh, that the uh, contact tracing that's that that goes on with the with the um, not the CDC but the uh, health health department, the state. Um, yeah, yeah. So the health and human services for the, Iowa or whatever they call it. Right. Exactly. That the, the protocol is that I would quarantine for two weeks right which i don't think is right either i think the cdc has, has reduced that to 10 days well seven to ten days ten days ten days with testing it's been changing over right, the last right. well, it's exactly like everything they uh, so goofy is some of the, some of the stuff uh so well, i mean h- how to confuse people more how to confuse conspiracy theorists and rational people reasonable ex- educated people well, yeah well the conspiracy theorists kind of kind of saved us a week ago because the cdc a, a week ago when they first were coming out with but the when the when the very first plan was was uh, was being enacted, who we're going to who we're going to give the the uh, vaccine to? Their plan was to give it to uh, essential workers, quote, and then um, they but they didn't have they didn't define who essential workers were. And there were some areas where there there was um, actually initially some some vaccines that were being doled out to people that had about zero percent chance of of contracting or even spreading this to anybody who should be getting it, which are you know anybody over sixty five with the compromised health. Those are the people that should be getting the fucking vaccine ahead of everybody else, including healthcare workers at that point. If you have a healthcare worker that's 25 years old, fit as a fiddle, has been around people for all this time and hasn't gotten it yet, 
They should right. be further down the line than some old person that's that's potentially going to fucking die of this. So anyway, there were there were these conspiracy theorists that, if you want to call them that, that were initially a week ago that were like, "Hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? This is completely wrong. You're going to kill thousands more are going to die because of this dumb way you're rolling this out." Well, the CDC decided, wait, maybe, maybe we should take a look at this, and they they changed their plan. But they were rolling with something that was completely fucking crazy. Their idea, this is the fucking FDA, CDC, Fauci, the whole bunch, were rolling with something that was so fucking erroneous and so far off base as how they were supposed to do it that it boggles the mind that they could have even gone down that path for a fucking second. Ridiculous. I mean, crazy. Crazy fucking batshit stupid way to way to way to have started things so yeah if you want if you want people to be suspicious now about should we get it or who should be getting it well you've helped out a lot you you've really government you've done a great job of fucking that up after after everything else blame whoever you want on that but jesus christ anyway so um uh, yeah, I've been exposed. I've, I've exposed potentially. So they're saying uh, you should quarantine, and if you feel any symptoms, then 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 get tested. But no need at this point to get tested. So I'm mm. I'm just you know. Yeah, that thing is uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, it was like are, are they say we don't want you to be tested because we don't know that you'd even have it if you were exposed. Like, you know, it, again, I I didn't really want to get into COVID again because because of my confusion over all of it. Yeah, me too. And you yeah, know, it's. Yeah. You know, and again, I just sort of came here. My fault. Rogan's fault. Uh, hold on. <laughs> let me see. My sister sent... Here's one for you. Because we're here. Fuck it. Because we're here. Yeah. My sister sent me a message the other day. And she wrote, this is, I guess, on Christmas later in the day. And I had seen my sister and nephew. It said, um, the, this COVID stuff is very confusing. Startling discovery reveals an asymptomatic coronavirus patient was contagious for 70 days. Now, of course, this was a link on Facebook. Yeah. I... Like, and now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, uh, and then the website, BGR.com, I'm like, not sure what that is. I wasn't necessarily saying it's not true, right, this one story. But contextually, um, let's see. She, so I wrote, yeah, I said, you know, it reads as legit, seems incredibly rare that this type of case, and it seems that it's incredibly rare. She's like, I hope so. Just read a friend's poem about her COVID experience. My sister, this is my sister. My sister has friends that will write a poem about their COVID experience. Anyway, just to paint a little bit of a picture. That's not a judgment. That's just an observation. Right. And it will paint a picture for some. If you judge, that's for you. Um, because I'm going to tell you, if I had a friend that wrote a poem about their COVID experience, that better be the best fucking poem I've ever read. Otherwise, unfriended. And then I'd be like, why the fuck am I still on Facebook? Uh, hope now they uh, then quarantine and will be out of quarantine tomorrow. Her Facebook friend commented about her own asymptomatic case. So I checked her page. It's relatively public because I learned it. Uh, and one of her friends posted the article in response to something and be like, I've, there's no context to how this article was posted and what my takeaway is supposed to be. Like, what am I supposed to be? Just be more scared now? Right, like, every right. time I go out, like, I'm around, that person's fucking asymptomatic. Get away from me, COVID. Get away, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, I just, <sighs> yeah. I, I'm okay not going to a concert. I'm okay not going out to movies. I'm okay not doing that. I still want to go to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay wearing the mask. Yeah. I'm okay with all of that. So. But that one story doesn't tell me that it's transmitted 
by asymptomatic people all the time. And basically, if the CDC is telling the truth and these state departments of health are telling the truth and with all the information that they actually have, then what you just told me also tells me that. Right? Right. I think. Don't you think that's a logical conclusion? Hey, we contract traced and you were in contact with at this place for X amount of period of time, but don't need to get tested. Just wait 14 days, then get tested. Maybe if you have symptoms. <laughs> like, okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to get tested. And <laughs> symptoms, I, they, then if you look at the symptom list, uh, I, there's, a, um, there's a comedian, his last name is Yiannopoulos. I can't remember his first name. Um, funny guy, but uh, he does a lot of political stuff. But um, he got uh, COVID. He s- said he was uh, tested positive for COVID, but his... All of his symptoms were completely, uh, he says, GI related. It was it was gastrointestinal, so he had basically had the shits for like three days that were horrible. And um, he, what? Yes, he. Fuck. Yes, and oh my god! So he's <laughs> my got, stomach's been killing me. He's got this whole different list of of symptoms that he was that he was describing, and he was saying that he was getting flack on 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 twitter people were telling him no you don't have he had doctors he had he said i have had mds telling me that no that's not COVID." and he was like yes it is COVID. i get tested positive and these were the symptoms i had all the other uh, upper respiratory uh, blah 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 that you're hearing people talking about and the the aches the pains the, all that stuff he didn't have any of that he, all of his was related to stomach and and uh, gastrointestinal type stuff so he says there's a strain that or or a group of people that it this is how they how it manifests itself with them so all these things you you don't know all the and uh, uh, there was a guy that was i saw arguing with somebody on twitter about about the idea that um the guy was saying that he was trying to basically call this other guy out because all of his he, all of his stories he said are anecdotal about what what you're saying everything is anecdotal and i thought what all of it's anecdotal at this point we even if it's coming from from one of these sources that supposedly is credible uh, including the government it's anecdotal bullshit a lot of it because we we haven't done you know they they haven't done any for the most part you know really long term double blind studies where they 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 know exactly what's what and they're going to come out later years later probably and tell us that part that we thought was true but that wasn't true that that whole thing was wrong and i don't know what part that's going to be i just know that that's that's going to be the case because there's too many too many of these weird stories out there about stuff so i'm I'm just going to sit back and try not to think about it uh, i've okay since this whole thing started the the you know back in march um there's probably been at least five or ten times personally where i've felt like for about 15 minutes i had COVID. <laughs> and it went away. So, um, but I've been tested. I know I, did, I at least uh, oh, until uh, recently. Oh, I, I wake up. I probably wake up about once every two weeks where I'm like, I got my throat. I think I'm a little, I don't feel like it. I'm like, and I, and I, and I, and I'm like, nope, I'm fine. Nope. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, exactly. As far as I can tell, yeah. nothing is wrong. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got three uh, oral thermometers. Um, the, and you know, I've got two, at least two from jobs from the TV shows I worked on, and then I had gotten one for like two for the house, like one for Cameron when he was because he, he when he broke his femur, not for COVID, and uh, and I will periodically check, and it's like I, I think the highest I've ever been is like ninety eight 
8.4 and then I double check it then it's back down to 96.1 you know what I mean it, it varies from 94 to like 97 you know 97 98 for the most part I don't even think it's come close to 99 so you're good you know? you're good you know and and so and the, and what they what when when it comes to the question about have you been in contact with anyone have you know or sometimes the the correct way to ask it, have you knowingly been in contact that's just with it. anyone yeah, yeah. because I, I, have I been in contact I don't know I was at the guy you know and so you know, and then it's like have you had a do you have a temperature or if they check your temperature the number they're looking for is below one hundred point four because one hundred point four I believe is a low grade fever and so. You know, and even if you did have a temperature of 100.4 or higher, it doesn't conclude that you have COVID. <laughs> so, you know, but I get it. I totally get it. I yes. Just, I was just, I just I, looked up the information about the the wrong people getting the vaccine uh, that I was talking about. Um, this is crazy because uh, there's a woman named Kathleen Dooling who works for the CDC. She gave a presentation to the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices uh, around the 1st of December. And she recommended that 87 million essential workers, which is a very broad category that includes bankers, movie crews, teachers, supermarket cashiers, she said, should get the vaccine before older Americans, even though the elderly are much more likely to die from the disease. So in the committee that she was speaking to, they unanimously accepted her recommendations. They, 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 they took all of it to heart and said, this is what we should do. And they ran with that for, for quite a while until they got called out. So the notion that we're all hiding under rocks and we're all covering up because this is killing primarily old people. I guess we throw that over our shoulder at that point and say, okay, we're just going to immunize ourselves. Well, and, uh, so who was this woman who was advising that the whole committee before they were called out? She's a CDC official. Her name's Kathleen Dooling. Uh, was the one that was uh, giving this uh presentation to the advisories i, I guess this is uh, acip advisory committee on immunization practices which is some governmental agency and so um yeah she went she was basically saying that uh that, you know they need to prioritize at that point uh these essential workers and uh the, the over 65 crowd was was secondary in that case it was the people that were supporting them which is, is asked backwards as as can be i mean if all the 65 year olds were immune if 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 not for the fact that if if we couldn't talk about 65 year olds the over 65 crowd with if that wasn't in this conversation it, we there, there wouldn't even we none of we none of this would even exist we wouldn't even be talking about it at, at all because though that's primarily the the lion's share of who's dying we hear these anecdotal again the anecdotal stories about so-and-so dying and younger people dying yes sure that 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 is certainly happening in, in in areas and that's sad but primarily in 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 an overwhelming um 90 plus of the cases it's people over age 65 and if, if that were off the table then we we wouldn't have this this panic thing going on. So why are we not immunizing the sixty five year olds first, uh, sixty five plus, and and anybody who's in such bad, uh, you know, health that they they would need it as well? Sure, but um, like I said, do we do teachers need it? No, at this point, unless there there's something wrong with them. Uh, it do 
you know, that list that they talked about that was there, uh, you know, is it, you know, movie crews, politicians? We've had in the state here, I know they've they've showed, uh, there's been news stories I've read about um, Republican politicians that spoke vehemently against the idea that we should do anything as far as lockdowns or anything and spoke, you know, on the Trump, side of things i guess if you will that, that they've all lined up and and there are none of them but well there's one over 65 that i know of that uh, chuck grassley that he actually had it and was only out of work for like two days um he's 80 something i think but um yeah the younger ones all lined up rolled up their sleeve and said give me the shot which is why would anybody do that if you're healthy and you're getting the shot before somebody else that that needs it more than you you're an asshole. You're, you're completely. I thought I thought about asshole. this when I heard the story about the younger ones getting it. And I've, I've been when I've been listening to uh, NPR recently. I, I've been listening somewhat passively and been shutting down a lot for even though that's all I've fucking got us talking about now is fucking COVID. But um, it's like is that I think it's this idea that these government officials are saying we're taking it. You're fine. You should take it too. Yeah, that's probably. And a- then I think to myself. Who the fuck trusts politicians? Nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like. It, so I'm like, maybe that's not the reason or the philosophy. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, like if if Nancy Pelosi gets the shot in her ass, you know, and and she's like talking about getting this shot, half the country is like, I'm not fucking taking that. Fucking, you know. Well, she should. What does what does Trump call her? <laughs> N- nasty nancy i don't know what he calls her but i don't know he's got a bunch of nicknames he's got all these crazy yeah. you know borscht belt era fucking comedian fucking insult comic things for these people and they they were funny maybe for a second and then it's just like i don't even understand like it's just like no you just basically villainize that person for half the country good for you fella she should like, she should it, get it she's all she's old you know so what she's like 75 at least isn't she how old is nancy Pelosi? I don't you know, know if dwayne johnson came out like let me tell you what the rock is cooking vaccines for you know i can't do a rock impression <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if he if he lines up, but no, he, it'll be a while. So that's yeah. They they so maybe they thought that was the the way they they could uh, get a little peer pressure on people with uh, with a with some sort of a message. I'm just looking to see how old Nancy Pelosi is. She's eighty. She's eighty. No, she yeah, she's not young. She looks good for uh, eighty. She does. She look looks good. pretty. Yeah, she looked. You know what? She's uh, regardless of what you think about that woman at 80 and how her brain and what she talks because that the audio of her sounding drunk they basically slowed down the audio oh, yeah, which i'm sure it, you know i want to tell you say something about our you know we, we talk about matthew cunningham who's one of our uh, listeners yes maybe our only listener i don't know Hi, matthew. uh he listens to us we had him on episode 200 he listens to our show at I'm going to talk very slowly for him. Two times speed at whatever. One and a half speed. And then he gets angry when I do that. The, the length is the same. It's going to take him the same amount of time to get through it. Like, but, and, and it's, it's, I listened to some podcasts by 1.25 to one and a half tutorial videos, YouTube, you can speed it up now and I'll do the playback speed too. And then slow it down for the parts I really need, you know? And uh, but I slowed down something the other day, and it, I think it was a tutorial video for my patio, the pool house patio doors, at halftime speed. And I thought that myself would be like, it's pretty good. It sounds like the guy's 
sounds like the guy's a little drunk. I was like, it's like Nancy Pelosi's. And there are people that believe that Nancy Pelosi really spoke that way. I didn't ever hear you know? it. I heard about it. I, didn't I don't know it. if I heard I may have heard it once. But it was like, and it wasn't like a deep fake thing. It was just a fucking stupid. Like, I, I don't know why people would think, like, the context of whatever she was saying. Like, why would you think she was? It sounds like she had a stroke or someone slowed down the audio. I'm just excited that they're arguing still about money that we're you know, some sort of stimulus check is <laughs> they're, happening, not, argue, but no, but they're no. not arguing about money they're i don't know what the fuck is happening they're arguing about just to argue i, I think i don't know it's like a weird pissing contest well that's what it's been from the beginning so you had uh we weren't going to get any kind of a stimulus check when trump was uh, going to get any kind of credit for it so at first uh yes blame 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 the democrats i think that's safe if you if you don't think that they Parted in parcel with that, you, you're, you're smoking. Are you stuff. talking around? The, are you talking about this particular one, this the one that Trump may have one. just yeah, signed? Yeah, this particular one. Uh, the, the Democrats right. I held that up for you know for until after the the election for sure. They there they weren't any. There was no interest whatsoever in anybody getting any sort of extra relief or a check that that Trump could have you know that he might have gotten credit for taking so, credit for. So so yeah, let's in any way in any way. So let's so let's screw him. We're not going to do that. And in the meanwhile, right. the the people, the just the general population that could have used that uh, desperately uh, got fucked. And then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so funny because uh, then then they they decide okay let's let's do it and now we've got this uh, this issue where then you got the Republicans on the other side of things that they're like yeah we don't want to write you a check for any more than we have to so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to hold this down as much as we can and now now you got Trump and the with the two thousand thing and the and the and the today I guess apparently they're gonna vote again on this extra two thousand dollar thing which is gonna make any any Republican that votes against this now is going to look like a complete idiot when they're, uh, it's going to be brought up with, I'm sure at reelection for whatever, at whatever point they can. So it, it puts the Republicans in a, in a, in a bad position. They were trying to push something ahead earlier that will probably was much smaller and, and could have been bigger, but it could have been something but they work together. The Republicans and the Democrats work together throughout the whole thing to make sure that they've screwed the general public in the, biggest way possible just because of politics because they don't want you know they don't want whatever it is that they want and that bill i looked at that bill it's got all kinds of crazy spending in it that's uh, there's like um a huge amount of it money that's being given to that's earmarked for saudi arabia why are we giving money to saudi arabia for well you know, so that's that's the part of it that really confuses me is that a lot of these bills have these things built into them that have nothing to do with the reason the whole thing came up it's like it's what do they call it pork belly or something where you have yeah, right, lobbyists right. and then you have these pet projects and then both sides just accept that thing yeah. maybe they fudge those move the numbers around a little bit but i don't know and you're like why is that okay it's, why is that a thing it's politics man i don't know <laughs> no no i mean i don't understand that i i, mean, I, I, I get either. it like if 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 you run for office, right? Like Trump talked about dwining, dwining the swamp. Okay, you, when you dwine the swamp, uh, draining the swamp, right? And yet, at the same time, while he's an outsider, he seems. And if you look at 
his um his pardons and they all do it it's mm-hmm. just like pardon this guy this guy you know and it is it is when i worked in government and you worked for the giuliani administration where i didn't work directly for him but i worked for the new york city film commission the mayor's office of film is that there are political payback thank yous i'm fairly confident that the commissioner of the office at that point was a press secretary to mayor ed koch and I'm fairly confident that Mayor Koch supported Giuliani when Giuliani won. And I don't think he had any connections, you know, as the district attorney for, you know, Southern New York, for New York City, you know. So I don't think he had any connections to the film television world. So he took this woman and made her, you know, not because he owed her anything, but it's a, I could be wrong about that. But regardless, that type of thing happens. Yes, for sure. And has happened for a long time. Mm. And, you know, it's, why do you think people who own large companies donate to a political party? <laughs> you, know? you know, if, I don't know, I've never owned anything big. I've owned a house, really, but it was really the bank. But I've never owned anything like a company, a business. But if I did, I don't know that I'd want anyone to i have a podcast and i don't really want anyone to know my politics i want them to think that i'm like a pretty reasonable rational centrist and i'm not (laughs) fucking crazy i'm fucking i'm the cautionary tale but i want to hide that Uh, this is not about truth but again why wouldn't you why would you want people to know that you don't like gays don't you want the gays money is the same money that you and i spend are you talking about? Like, I want your money. Like I want your gay money. Are you talking about Hobby Lobby or something, or why they would? I'm talking Hobby Lobby, Chick Fil A, that little bakery that wouldn't do the gay right, wedding right, cake. Right, yeah. Like, if you take your religious beliefs so seriously that you won't make a cake, move the fuck out of this country. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your dumb cake. You have the right to do that, but you're an asshole. So you have a business. The, the guy, there's a guy from uh, the, one of the founders of Vice, uh, Vice.com. I was on yes. Rogan, and uh, he. Uh, Which one? Not Gavin. Not Gavin. No, not that. Not him. Not Proud Boy guy. Not Proud Boy guys. One, one of the other ones. Were there, how many? How many right. founded it? Were there two of them that founded? I think it, it was two. The other. So it's the other guy. I think, but I don't know. They're, I think they're both Canadian, right? I believe so. Yeah. And, uh, a Shane Smith. Shane Smith is like the big white guy with a beard. Gavin McGinnis, and then there's uh, Sarush Alvi. I think it's the, I can't remember if he's got a beer, but he wrote a book recently. He's got a book out now, I think. It's uh, something about, uh, it's got something about Billion in the title of it. But his his theory is that we need to make the United States much bigger. Uh, and uh, I think, I kind of thought about that a lot since he, he gave some very thin, uh, not well thought out ideas about how the whole thing would happen. I could tell there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, ignorance about the way things the, because he and rogan got into a discussion about um cropland and feeding people and um uh rogan tried to sound like he knew more about some things than he actually did because he said some things that were completely erroneous uh and, and the reason i say that is because i live in the middle of farm country and here we we know a little bit about why crops are are what they are in some areas and, and uh why we grow a lot of things that aren't 
aren't really food. Uh, farmers grow a lot of things that uh, aren't so much about feeding uh, feeding America as much as uh, ethanol, uh, creating fuel, which is uh, and that's an industry that's propped up by uh, completely by the government and by um, false commodities, commodities that aren't aren't real, that sort of thing. But um, the the idea that we would we would make the country a lot bigger uh, is you know it's antithetical to to a lot of thinking that we've we've you know where where we've been and at least the way people would want us to think the what. You know, it's like overcrowding and overpopulation, and there's too many people, and we need to reduce this and reduce that. Which is, uh, I don't, I don't think is actually, uh, well, the the overcrowding thing, not the case. Uh, I just drove down to Florida and back, and covered the, the United States north, north and south, right through the middle. Uh, I've done the out to the East Coast thing the year before that, and seen a lot of the country. I've been in most states. There's a shit ton of room. There's a shit ton of room. <laughs> It's a shit ton of resources too, and a lot of places people could stay, and a lot of people where we could we were could have bigger cities, and where we could if we're worried about China being uh, an existential threat, being too big, and uh, they've got so many more people than us, uh, we could solve that. We really could. We need to let more people in. We need to. We need, like you said, if you if you if you think that way, if you if you're that kind of person, if you're, well, yeah. Right. right. We, we can we can really gain from others unless, of course, we feel threatened by others. Well, that's part right. Of, part of, you know, thinking. I mean, it's not a, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a willy nilly open door. Anyone could come in. There still have to be some level of rules. Right. And then there are going to be some people that are going to have money, privilege, contacts to break them rules. As always. Right? Like said, Most likely. Yeah. I don't know that that will ever change. Um, I, but that I, should never be the rule. I think it's going to have to. I think it's, if if we're going to support um, like something like Social Security when it gets to a point where they start really taking a hard look at at how that's funded and the amount of people that we need to, you know, the the inverted uh, pyramid theory that makes that work. Um, we we need more we need more youth, and a quick way to do that would be to uh, bring in. Uh, from Latin America, from South America, as many people as we feel are uh, uh, good citizens. You know, you don't want to let the criminals in for sure. But uh, if we and there's there's a there's a I think a very mistaken theory amongst a lot of people as far as immigration uh, that um, I've heard from a lot of politicians on both sides of the fence talk about the idea that we'll, we're going to bring in. Uh, people from other countries that are basically white collar, you know, educated people. We're going to bring in the people that are are the smart people from the other other countries. It's quote unquote smart. I don't mean that they're actually smarter than than somebody that uh, has a roofing company or as a drywaller or you know somebody in the building trades or something like that. Um, we had a big natural disaster here with the with the windstorm over the summer, and I can tell you that if not for the Latino community that has been hard at work in this area putting on roofs on houses, we would be in uh, rough shape because there's there is no answer to that workforce in the United States. It doesn't exist. I was down in Florida on vacation where they had Hurricane Sally had just rolled through there in September. And same thing going on down there. Roofs torn up all over, and everybody that's up on the roof is a brown-skinned person up there what? working their ass right. off, doing things. Right. That, are they taking a job away from somebody? No, I don't think so. And there's some people when, might argue that. Yep. But, mm-hmm. but I, I, I would beg to differ. I think if you were, if you were, 
if you're an Anglo, if you're a white guy uh, or a black guy, if you're if you're if you're an American that's here, right. you've been here legally doing whatever it is you can do. Um, you could start a business here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa right now doing contracting, being a construction guy, fixing mm-hmm. homes, cutting right. down trees, clearing up the crap that's still all over. Mm-hmm. And you would be very you, you would be you could do a, you, you could you could do well, I guess, put it that way. You could make money sure. doing it. Uh, I've, I, my brother-in-law went into business for himself after this natural event here because he decided that the company he was working for, he could do the same sort of thing on his own, control his life a little bit more, launched a business after, after a disaster. He's doing well. Anybody could do that. If you have a pickup and a shovel, a chainsaw, not much. I paid a guy, okay. I had a guy come by, our tree in front was still, one of them was still damaged and uh, one had, had gone down, but the other one was damaged and was still there. And I had a guy come by uh, in a, he had a, he was driving a VW uh, Jetta, no, it was a Passat diesel. It was about five different colors and he was a Latino dude. Wait, how'd you find this dude? He drove by, he door knocked. He drove by the house, saw the- oh. oh. He saw that the tree was kind of jacked up. He just door knocked. He came up to the door and he said, "Hi, my name is Leo." He had a he had an accent. I don't think he was a Native American. I'm just saying. Okay, he's got an Anglo girlfriend, significant other, wife, somebody with him. She's she's along. She's the helper. They both are on the doorstep. Nice guy. He says, "I can finish this because if you want to take this tree down, I can I can finish what's there. Get rid of the rest of it." And it will only cost you two hundred dollars to to do that. I'll get get it down by the street where the city's going to come by and take it take it all away because there, we're still right. got all this removal stuff going on. So I look at the guy, I look at his car, and I look at him, and I go, "You got insurance?" He goes, "Yes, he, he's, yes, I do." And he he was, I just believed that he had insurance. I don't know whether he I didn't ask to see any copies of anything like that. Did you ask specifically what kind of insurance, or did you ask it in a vague way because you'd be like, like. You weren't asking whether or not he had auto insurance. I said, "Do you have do you have insurance for the you know for this?" He knew what I was talking. I about. I know what you. I, I mean, I know what you meant by it. But yeah, yeah, did you? And so did he. He was very quick. You know, he said, "Yes, yes, I do." Because I got and he, he explained what, what coverage he had. I don't remember exactly what that was, but uh, how it was. Uh, what he explained, but he, he I was convinced. It ticked the box. It was okay for you. Ticked the box. So he gets out uh, a out of his car, out of a like I said, a Passat. He pulls out of the back a couple of big chainsaws and he gets a bunch of ropes out and um, starts throwing ropes up in the tree and his wife is pulling on one rope and he starts puts on these climbing uh, peg things on his feet and skinnies up the tree and I look up in in about in about 20 seconds he is up mm-hmm. at a level higher higher than the upper windows of our house of a two story house and he's cutting right. and he's cutting branches off and he's got this rope stuff hooked up so that none, when anything falls it doesn't actually hit the ground it, it's it's held up by a rope it was amazing the guy was and he, but he's he's out door knocking with a chainsaw <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> it's nuts and he and he uh, he got 
a couple other places down after he did ours. He, I know he got worked at a couple other places down the street. And I said, if you want to, you know, tell them that you did this or whatever. You want to use my name or whatever. Not that I know everybody up and down the street necessarily. Sure. You know, go, yeah. go ahead and you know tell them that's that's right. fine. Right, right. I'll give you a Yelp review. Yes, yeah. But the point is a positive. The point is, I he, okay. There, there weren't a lot of other people door knocking for the for the tree business. Um, there, did you look into it? But did you look into pricing for removal or no? I had another guy come by when at the beginning of the all of this, and uh, he I'd gotten a quote from another guy for two grand, and uh, I think we had another person that quoted us like less than that, but I can't remember what it was. It was like twelve or fourteen hundred or something. This but still, yeah. much higher than the two hundred. And how long did it take this guy? I'm sorry, I derailed you, but how long did it take this guy to do this? Uh he was out there maybe an hour total, getting getting the whole thing down and moved close enough to the. He and his uh, he cut it up in enough pieces that he and his he hmm. his wife were able to get it uh, close enough to where the city will come by with their big big apparatus that they're that they're using to pick all this stuff up. They can pick up major big hunks of, of trees. Yet, did he have so. a business card? He did. Yeah, he did. He uh, did? Yeah. Did he have a company name or like you just uh, had it's get, what he did? I'm, let me see. Do I have that? I'm just curious because it's, because I wonder, you mentioned that the, the chainsaw, right? You said there were multiple chainsaws? Yeah, he had a couple chainsaws in the back. And did his, did his lady uh, use a chainsaw as well or? Oh, I didn't see her using one. OLC Tree Service. OLC Tree Service. And 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 now this, the the these things that he used to shimmy up the tree. I mean, I mean, because it's not obviously it's not like this guy that morning said, "I'm going out and getting a chainsaw and some tree shimmies and going to start this business." <laughs> right? He had highly the, unlikely. No, he had the ropes and all the harnesses and all the you know it was, all of that. Right? Yeah. It, it I mean because again, I don't. Have you ever used a chainsaw? Oh uh, yeah, I had to use one a shit ton. Scary of, as fuck. Yeah, I had, to, I, I had to learn the whole chainsaw biz uh, this, they're, su they're, this summer. They're, they can kick back on you. Yeah, it's the only. They're very powerful. <laughs> this was the only option we had this summer. Was you had to cut your way out, uh, literally out of the out of the, had to move trees from the, yeah. in front of the front door to get outside. You, you, you know what's great about me, is is you learn stuff from me. I just said up. Chainsaw is very powerful. It can <laughs> cut down a fucking tree that's been up for fucking 200 years and it's like a, a redwood in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Of course it's very powerful. I My point is they scare the fuck out of me. They okay? should scare the they should scare the fuck out of you. They're they're dangerous. I don't ever want to yeah. use one. Yeah. I, I'm uh, just trying I, to say that this Leo knew what he was fucking doing. I've used one a lot more than I than I cared to. But uh yeah. It's uh, it's you you, you can just kind of when you get in a big enough event, you learn that you have to you got to learn about this shit, and that's what I was forced upon us. So was, yeah, we had the uh, the Amish days for a while there, where it was uh, there's a lot of tree cutting going on, and nobody to do it except for yourself. It was like if you're gonna if you're gonna make it happen, you just had to go find a chainsaw and, and figure it out, which uh, took some doing. So yeah, I've gotten gotten i wouldn't say comfortable using one necessarily because they are dangerous but uh i've put a lot of a lot of hours on the one that i've got so we had a lot of stuff down everybody did it was crazy when we were down in florida with the hurricane sally and everybody was like you know when you're down there it's the first the first bigger hurricane they've had uh since uh I think 2004 or something. So they've, they've been 16 years since the, their last hurricane event at this spot in Florida uh, along the panhandle there. 
and it was a big it was a you know it was a it was a hurricane. It was a, it was a big deal. They had a lot of storm surge type damage and stuff, but in a lot of there was wind damage. But as we were driving around, I was thinking, oh, God, we got hit way worse than this. <laughs> we did. It, seriously, we did. It was like way way more damage than what they had. So and much more widespread. Uh, ours was just everywhere. But yikes, you know, it's like it's been one of those things. So but it made me feel. Uh, uh, I guess I had a lot of empathy for them. A lot, a lot of uh, it's like, okay, I get it. I know where you guys are coming from. And the, like I said, the, the rooftops were full of people. We need we we need more people here in the United States. We need to increase the. I would like to see like this guy's book. I would like to see that happen. Ten times the population. Yeah. If you, if you want to truly make America great, is like make sure that every citizen that's here, regardless of their background, is willing to roll their sleeves up and fucking do a job and work fucking hard. Well, right? I mean, not everyone is is cut out to do manual labor. Not everybody's but, able. Yeah. You know, and and it's like it's sort of you know I would say it's somewhat sort of the American dream that a guy, regardless of where he's from, and we don't know where Leo is from, but it would seem he is not was not born in America or you know. Is, is that uh, this guy did his thing? Who knows? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, he could be fourth generation tree cutter. I think he was from Although his rates are really low for yeah. fourth generation. Central America somewhere. I don't think he was Mexican. He on the back of his card. Right. On the back of his card, he's got a, uh, a slogan. His his slogan is "Tie it high, comma, cut it low!" Exclamation point. Tie it high, cut it low. So. Huh. You tie it up high, you cut it low. So, so he was <laughs> going up but somehow. I don't know. I, I, was, I couldn't. I, how many colors was this car painted? And was there a pattern to his car? Was no, it like a camouflage was, thing? It, no, it was just like he had uh, two different colored front fenders on it. The hood. So he had like a black and a white front fender, a red hood. I think the car was blue. The trunk deck lid, I think, was a different color. He was, he was hodgepodge in this vehicle together. And it was a diesel. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a little bit throaty, throaty sounding. So he had, I, you know, it was a, it was a maybe a thousand dollar shit box he was driving around in that he was trying to fix up, and he was uh, working his ass off out, nice. just cutting down trees, doing what he had to do, swinging around, mm-hmm. swinging around way the hell up in the air with the, his wife down there holding a rope while he was doing it, and he's got a chainsaw hanging. Out. I've got a video of of one of the uh, one of the branches going loose. I, I'll post the video on our on our okay. Instagram it'll show you how high up this guy was and the crazy shit he was doing. I, I looked out at one point and I was like, I can't, I, I can't watch. It's just, it's like, mm. I, I, mm-hmm. a, I, okay. Like you said, chainsaw is dangerous. What about a chainsaw that's hanging from a rope that is connected to your belt somehow? He's got this belt thing on and he's got a rope on that. And he's got a chainsaw on that and he goes up the tree. He starts the chainsaw chainsaw is running. He hangs it off of the, so running chainsaw is hanging off a rope that's tied to his belt he's i don't know let's say 40 50 feet, feet 40, 40, 40 feet 40 50 feet up in the air with the running chainsaw hanging off of his belt swinging around trying to find a spot to tie a rope to so he can cut this thing and it can fall off without somehow hitting the ground magically it's like you're watching all of that going on and and it's like <laughs> no i'm not doing that <laughs> I understand why a lot of people would go, no, I'm not going to do that. Are you crazy? Uh, but here he is. He's like, yeah, just, you know, that whole, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, what you said about the the idea that everybody would come here with the expectation. We, we have so much opportunity. We have the liberty to be able to do so many things in this country. I really do think, you know, some people will, you know, uh, I mean, they they get mad about the when people bring up the idea of American exceptionalism, but this is a great country. This really is. This is a, this is a wonderful place. There's so much opportunity. We have the liberty and the freedom to be able to do so many things, and there are so many places in in the world that you can't. You just you you can't do these these sort of things. You, you and. Um, we we have that ability here. We could make that. We could scale that. We could make it larger. We could give that that opportunity to more people, and it would be and it would be wonderful. The reason so many people want to come here is because they know they they lived in some of these other places, and um, I'm not saying you call other places a shithole, because it's probably um, you know just a, a a place that's doing as well as it can with what with what they with have. the very limited resources it yes, may have yes, yes. for an incredibly a, a large host of reasons yes yes government corruption economy yeah. it's it's a lot of times it is it is the 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 government not giving a lot to their people not that they should but kind of controlling their people yeah yeah and so you know to a certain degree and you know it, it's and so, but that doesn't mean that someone from a quote unquote shithole country or Haiti or whatever can come here and be or anywhere else other than there and do really well. And they're, in te- you know, it's, it's quite frankly, someone who was born and raised in a country like that, who is educated and works up to become something much bigger than that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I have a lot of respect for anyone that does that anywhere. Yes. Right? Yes. For sure. But not because they were born into some level of privilege or had money and resources, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, forget whatever I say, white privilege and this, that, and the other. I mean, it's not about white privilege. It's about privilege, period. Well, Kamala Harris has privilege. Those she are, seems to always have had privilege to all, a certain degree. Well, living Has she in, been, you know. Yeah, well, she's probably. But that doesn't mean I have a problem with her or fuck Kamala Harris. Good right. for her. She's, as an American, we have a privilege that other people. Uh, other people from other countries don't have by being American. Does that mean it's equal? No, uh, there, there's that's not that's not the case for sure. But there there is an advantage there, obviously. That uh, we we yeah we have that ability. We have uh, we have in place social structures and welfare systems and whatever you want to call it. You know, assistance for those in need. Uh, you know, and some people want to make that. Uh, make that larger. I, I usually am of the mind that uh, giving somebody uh, help when they need it is a good idea. And then there's a point where probably somebody, I don't adhere to that from each uh, according, wait, uh, yeah, from each according to their abilities to each according to their needs, you know, the, the communist thing. Do I think that's right? No, because it's there's nothing somewhere in there. There's an effort that needs to be involved. If, you know, from from their effort is is where it it all stems, and uh, push that effort in whatever direction you want to. You know, whether it's uh, climbing a tree with a chainsaw, that's crazy in my mind. I'm that's not an effort I want to make. <laughs> But, oh god no but uh, no i'm never i'm never uh, i mean i have climbed a tree when i was like seven and it was fun but now <laughs> with a chainsaw if i can't reach that branch even if i could reach the branch i'm like no i'm not gonna climb that tree and that ladies and gentlemen is our show 
let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.